Pay-per-view is getting seriously big on the App Store. GasBuddy is the App Store's answer to rising gas prices. And Google Play is putting a pause on revenue from Russia. And that's going to lose developers a whole lot of money. That and more in this week's episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from AppFigures, and here are five things you need to know from the world of mobile apps and games. Google announced early Thursday that effective immediately, immediately, Google Play's billing system is on pause in Russia. This comes only days after Apple stopped all Apple search ad campaigns in Russia as well. No billing means a lot of developers are going to have a rough weekend, and developers who monetize with subscriptions will have it even worse. How bad is it? I looked at our app intelligence for the top 200 apps and games in Russia over time to get an idea, and here is the last almost full year in net revenue estimates. Averaging the last few months, if this pause continues for one whole month, top developers will lose at least $30 million of net revenue from Google Play alone. And they'll keep losing it for every month of this pause until it's done. That includes revenue from paid app downloads, the few that still exist, in-app purchases, and recurring subscriptions. And I foresee recurring subscriptions taking a serious hit and also the longest to recover unless Google does something special with those canceled subscriptions. I don't know if that's going to happen. This number felt serious enough that I was curious how it compared to other countries. So I added up those 11 months for all countries we provide estimates on which includes all major countries. And here's where Russia ranks. Russia is the ninth in terms of net revenue for the top 200 apps and games for the 11-month period, with $308 million in net revenue from Google Play. Although ninth, Russia's revenue is pretty far off when compared to the top countries. Russia's top app in-game revenue is roughly 23% that of South Korea, which is number three on the list, 11% of Japan, which is number two on the list, and only 5% of the US, which leads this list. So while this will have an impact on many, many, many developers, it's not going to be that big of a hit, in my opinion. I've been analyzing the top charts for Russia and the surrounding countries a lot this week, and for obvious reasons. And although it's VPNs that command much of the downloads, there was a game that I kept coming across. Talking Ben the Dog is currently number seven on the App Store in Russia and number two on Google Play. That's right, among apps to circumvent censorship, stay connected, and make payments, is a game about a dog that's a retired chemistry professor. The game is ranked in the top 10 in six countries, including Russia and Belarus, and is in the top 25 in 12 more, including the US, UK, and Ukraine. So why is it there? It could be that it's a go-to game in times of uncertainty, maybe. Looking at downloads, however, I see a big wave starting just before the invasion, which more likely means there's an ad campaign that's still running. We estimate that since the beginning of February, which is when downloads started growing, Talking Ben the Dog saw 10 million new downloads. That's right, 10 million. It peaked at 471,000 downloads on the 19th, which marks an increase of 1,400% from a few weeks before. Now, side note, looking at revenue estimates, this isn't the kind of ORI positive campaign advertisers really look for. So I'm not sure what the goal is here. What's your theory for why Talking Ben the Dog is ranked so high? Leave me a comment below. I'm really curious. Coming back home to the U.S., gas prices have been on the rise in recent months, and the situation in Russia has pushed prices even higher. The hike in prices led hundreds of thousands of drivers right to their phones. Downloads of GasBuddy, a service that compares gas prices from different stations in your area so you can find the best price, jumped this week to the highest they've ever been. We estimate that downloads grew from an average of just about 5,000 downloads per day to 232,000 on Tuesday. The App Store was responsible for about 70% of those downloads on Tuesday and Google Play for the rest. We saw something similar happen in May after hackers took over an important gas line, which drained many, many gas stations on the East Coast. But 
That spike, which peaked at about 172,000 downloads in a single day, is still a whole 34% lower. And by the way, all the data in this video comes right out of our app intelligence platform, which helps thousands of app makers get intelligence on their competitors. There's a link in the description below in case you want to try it out. Next, over the weekend, I spotted an app I don't normally see in the top grossing list or really much at all. That's Bleacher Report, a sports news app that also creates its own pay-per-view content. And that content did very, very, very well on Sunday. Daily net revenue, which usually stays in the low double-digit areas, and by that I mean under 100 bucks a day, hit 270000 on Sunday. That's when Bleacher Report's AEW Revolution pay-per-view event streamed. We estimate that between when revenue started rising on the 24th and this Tuesday, Bleacher Report added roughly $600,000 of net revenue from the App Store and Google Play. Mostly from the App Store. Bleacher Report's last peak was last year, where it added $133,000 of net revenue in a single day. And that was the previous episode of AEW. I was curious how many viewers got the pay-per-view in-app purchase last week. So we know the price of the in-app purchase, and we know what a normal day looks like in revenue. So we can simply divide. And when we do, we get a little more than 14,000 viewers. Streaming plus sports is slowly becoming a winning combination, and I think it will have more potential than cable in the long run. The long run. And last for this week, I crunched the numbers to rank the highest earning apps in the US. I'll be looking at games next week, so if you want to find that video, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Here's what February looks like, and to the untrained eye, this list is almost identical to last month's. And that's because it is, but there's one app that's important to look at, and that's Vive, a marketplace for NFTs that's been picking up steam over the last few months. More on that in a bit. TikTok was the highest earning app, again, in the US in February, bringing in $52 million of net revenue, according to our estimates. Video rival YouTube took second place with an estimated $45 million of net revenue in February. These numbers are a good bit lower than January because February is three days shorter, and for these top apps, three days means a lot of money. TikTok wasn't the highest earning app on Google Play this month. Tinder beat it by a mile. Actually, two if a mile is a million dollars. Our estimate show Tinder with $4 million of net revenue and TikTok with two. So back to NFTs. If I can bring your attention to the last spot on Google Play, Viva's a new name in the context of the highest earners list, except for this one time last year. It snuck into the highest earners list in January too, and I was sure it was a fluke. But seeing it again here is a sign it isn't. NFTs are still not mainstream, but this sort of growth in demand suggests that's changing. Together, the top 10 highest earning apps in the US earned $288 million of net revenue in February, a bunch less than January if you're comparing. I want to blame it on the shorter month, but that's not entirely it. February is normally a smaller month in terms of revenue, a trend that as a developer you just have to prepare for. And that's all I have for you this week. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments below. And if you like this video, consider subscribing. I publish a new one every week. See you next week.